how you going? Yeah, good, man. Good. Um, it's after 10 at the moment, so it's a normal – or 10 at night, sorry. So it's a normal time for me, the only one – to be the only one up at night while the boys are asleep and the wife's asleep as well. Often M wakes up oh, probably the same time as you or, or maybe even after around – 4.20 or 4.15 to go to alarm f- for work. But tomorrow she wakes up a little bit later, which is nice. But um, yeah, I'm usually up just night owling it out. And so if I'm not studying, I'm just watching movies. If I'm not watching movies, I'm catching up on emails. If I'm not, I'm just playing uh, Clash of Clans on my phone. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an awesome adult man. That's right. With no with no console. I, I t- <laughs> If I... So I don't know what you thought about um, my little description here, which is a work in progress, but a podcast combo among Aussie and American mates connected to the Church of the Nazarene about life, culture, study abroad, and mission teams keen to visit Australia. Yeah. Come on down. Because <laughs> that's Welcome how we talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I like your obscure facts thing. Here's something in that vein and direction. What's awesome. What's something you've eaten lately? Let's let's do this. What's the last thing you ate? Oh, uh, it's it's funny us. So I mean, it's a pretty. I, I find this is a generic meal, but at the same time, so I'll backtrack. I asked um. I asked uh, my two sons. You know, so my eldest is about to turn five in November, and then my youngest is three, and I asked them one day, um, you know, what do you want for dinner tonight? And then my oldest, Emmanuel, goes. Oh, Dad, I want lamb cutlets. Yeah. And then, uh, and then my other son goes, "Oh, I want salmon." And I'm thinking, "Oh, bro, like, man, That's two different directions." Yeah, but I'm also thinking, man, you guys are, you know, you forget how good you. Well, they don't know how good they have it, but I was right. thinking, man, I didn't even know what lamb cutlets were till I was like 19, and and I was like, man, lamb was a exquisite cuisine growing up and even when we had lamb, it was like the lamb flaps, the stuff that's not even that great. But lamb we're like, flaps. What part, of, <laughs> what, what part of a lamb is the flaps, man? Oh, just the flaps, bro. <laughs> like buffalo wings? They don't got any? Yeah, so, so I was thinking like, man, growing up as a Samoan kid, like we never had lamb shanks, lamb cutlets, lamb, you know, all these things. Like we never had like, oh, we might have had salmon later on in life, but, or at big like Samoan functions. But yeah, it's just interesting because we we're, were talking like, the missus and myself and just saying to her like you know what we had growing up oh you know what we didn't have growing up options <laughs> <laughs> you would never find a Samoan kid you know get asked by their parent oh what would you like for dinner tonight it's like no way <laughs> you get what you let get alone throw fit right yeah let alone get told by your five-year-old that he wants lamb cutlets and his son his other son saying oh salmon like bro come on man it's like call up my dad hey dad i made it (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that that uh that surprised me about uh food in australia was when we went to mcdonald's and learned that well first you could get a lamb burger you know Mm. which you're never going to see that in in the u.s you you may not know what is in the meat patty but you would not imagine that it's lamb you'd probably think it's mostly soy well, the joke that I used to say when Em and myself used to do um, like vegan, we used to do like a vegan month here and there just to cleanse the body and yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I used to say, oh, babe, come on, let's have Maccas. You know, it's not real meat, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. 
but it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Also to say in, in, in the end of this kind of thing that tonight I had lamb cutlets and uh, mashed sweet potato, sweet mashed potato, either way. I never know how to say it probably. And then just veggies. So it was very tasty, very tasty. What's that one potato type thing that, that I've had with Samoan meals before? It look kind of looks like all taro. Taro, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's different. I mean, you, you prepare it lots of different ways, but it's not a potato, yeah. but it kind of looks like it's in that family. Yeah, I'd say it's from the potato family. It's definitely from the starch family, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. It's just, oof. that. yeah, that family doesn't know what low carbs are at no. all. <laughs> It's time to go lifting, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll, I will only eat taro if it's cooked in like coconut cream and onions. Give it that extra bit of taste because I, I find it really bland. And maybe that's my my own cross-cultural experience being raised in a... Well, I was raised in New Zealand, but even in Australia where maybe my taste buds weren't the same as my ancestors and yeah. family. What, remind me how old you were when you moved from New Zealand to Australia? Uh, nine years old. So... It was in 99. So, well, 99, I was eight. So I guess it depends when in 99. But I was yeah, eight or nine when we moved over. How does citizenship work when you move over as, as a kid like that? Do you have to apply for it later on? Or do you, do you get like opt in at some point with your parents or what? We were, yeah, we were pretty lucky. So we got, we got in pretty quick before they changed everything and made it a lot harder. But I think there was a, like a two-year window. So I think when we moved over in 99, we, we literally just had to have, have lived in the country for two years and then just apply. And then I'm not sure how hard that process was, but I know we got it straight away. So, um, it's definitely not that easy anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah. So mum and dad applied for it within those two years or at the end of the two years. So, yeah. Cool. So do and I have I to answer? That... Oh, sorry. Oh no, you're right. Go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say, I was that staunch um, 10, 11-year-old kid. I was like, nah, I don't want to ever become an Australian citizen. New Zealand for life, bro. You're like, you know, I was I was born in South Auckland. I don't want to be Australian on paper. But hey, yeah. now, now it's like, man, what were we complaining about? And But you're <laughs> going to be an All Blacks fan for life, right? Oh, you know, I'll, I will happily support every New Zealand team under the sun internationally locally even if it's the new zealand warriors in the rugby league who are absolutely hopeless but you know that's okay is that nrl or is that yeah nrl yeah, yeah, yeah. are you are you guys having sporting events right now with covid and whatnot is oh, that happening? it's so good yeah i'm um, so netball which i don't know if you ever came across netball it's like i mean the, i know what it is Right, right, yeah. So that that's on currently. Oh, but but explain it though for the the three listeners and our moms that are listening right now. <laughs> Firstly, hello, mom. Nah. Yeah. Um, Hi, mom. But yeah, it, it, it's long story short. It's like um, it's like basketball for women. Only you can't run and dribble with the ball. So each time you pass, so there's a net. There's I think there's seven players on the team on on the court. Or oh, I might be wrong. Or five. Oh, my missus is gonna kill me. Cause I actually <laughs> really, I actually really love the sport, and I, um, I do quite a bit for the local team. And but um, so yeah, when you 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 pass it to each other, and you have set positions. So there's certain parts of the court, indoor, um, that you can that you have to stay within. So they have a center, goal shooter, goalkeeper, goal attack, goal defense, um wing defense, wing attack, 
and um it's 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 oh yeah and so you can't have like extreme contact like you can in basketball uh you can't like reject the balls if they're going for a shot like you can you have to stand at least three feet away from them if you're like defending or blocking them there's no Uh, backboard right there's no backboard so there's yeah and then you can only shoot within the particular circle so there's like a semicircle at the end of each side but um they can only shoot within yeah that semicircle which which this year they introduced a um super shot so the last five minutes of each quarter so there's four quarters obviously and um the last five minutes of each quarter there's an extended part outside that semicircle, and they've introduced a super shot as a two-point shot so mm. so yeah that was that's a new thing getting crazy but, um, yeah women's sport but they 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 have social mixed netball comps which a lot of the girls love because they can play against the guys and the guys don't even care like they go a hundred percent and like <laughs> they they go hard but a lot of the girls including m she loves it because she's like oh you can't do this against girls because a lot of them like you know chuck a tanty or they're too soft but they can play hard and i'm thinking yeah that's great but what about the guys that go overboard you know but hey equality nah just Oh, good. <laughs> no, well, the, I mean, the guys will have to go hard because they're like, well, no woman's going to beat me at this sport. But yeah, they don't well, really have a true. chance because it's like, you know, it's 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 a woman, it's it's women's specialist sport. But then the guys have yeah. like something to prove out there on the court. But then yeah, that, that's true. That gets kind of pathetic, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, actually, I mean, I know what I know what netball is, but when we mm. when we were living there, I I don't I never saw it. Like I, I would yeah. see maybe a clip in the news or an update or something, but I never actually went to a live event. And like, right. Well, there, there is a, there is the joke that it's not a real sport, but you know, obviously that's controversial amongst some Australians. Yeah. We don't, so. we don't, we don't want to be stirring up some controversies here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, all right. You, let's see the, one of the other questions on here I asked was what's, what's your go-to scripture? So I had two. Yeah. Amongst all of them, but, um, classic one my favorite all time would definitely be um first john four verse eight classic you know um oh yeah because i've memorized it my whole life and it's my number one verse that i know (laughs) just out of mind like yeah but you wrote it down uh, here so that you didn't have to like remember it on the spot yeah that's right that's why we have show notes chang yeah that's it man that's it i forget stuff all day long yeah, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And then, uh, so yeah, that's that's my all-time favorite. Just because my mantra for life, as I've mentioned a few times, is to be a contagious spirit of love. And obviously, contagious doesn't really go down at the moment. But hey, if it's if it's God's love, it's all good. As That'll get your not. attention, right? <laughs> yeah. It could be a, yeah, I like that. I've thought about that lately, using the word contagion. Like, I want to be contagious for Christ. Yeah. You know, I want to have a spirit of grace and hope and that that's something that contagious. Yeah. And then, but the words hit yeah. me different. And I was like, wait, right. should I, is that going to freak people out? Like, man. I just want to be contagious <coughs> for God. For God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> itchy. Yeah. 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 And then, well, the, and then the second one I, I really appreciate, which uh, shows up a few times in scripture, um, Romans twelve eighteen. you know, if possible, um, do all you can to live at peace with everyone. Mm. Classic. I mean, it's, you know, it's basic verse, but it's, it's a hard one at times for a lot of people. So oh, you embody that man. I mean, both of those, that's, that's, thanks the, man. 
that's that's what I've always gotten from you and and I know that's how you live in the world and 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 I think that's evident to anybody that that knows you probably except for your wife and kids because that's how it is for me yeah that's right <laughs> well I'm, I'm I'm still the cool dad so far so there aren't you know so far <laughs> mate enjoy that while it lasts you know? oh I know I, yeah. I don't worry I I find myself it feels like daily when I'm telling the missus man I'm gonna miss this when I'm not cool anymore with the boys like you know <laughs> it's man I mean, it, it's it comes in phases man and it's right. like and it's and each one of the kids is different but i went from being the cool dad where like you can do anything and then one day you wake up mm. and you're like why are they pushing back so hard you know and, right, then, and, right. and then and then a few years go by and you're like i wonder when i'm ever going to be smart again like when i ever have anything <laughs> to be you know life-giving and contributing oh. and worthwhile listening to and isn't interpreted either as like a sermon oh. or a lecture right right <laughs> which is probably oh, what it is but that's not what i was going right. for but it's like are you done you know <laughs> it's like i love you i love you anyway i made you well, oh, <laughs> the boys are so they're so affectionate like they they love cuddles they love hugs and and i sometimes it annoys them and like you know we'll wake up sometimes when they were sleeping in our bed we wake up and they're walking into our rooms or they cry and we're just like, oh, I can't wait till they stop doing this. But then a lot of our mates are like, oh, trust me, man, you're going to, it's those times that you're going to really miss. And, you know, the boy, even today when they're playing or doing something, they, they just really want to get my attention and I guess affirmation or just approval, validation and just be like, dad, dad, watch this. And, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're cool, man. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you like folded a paper in half, like, I'm really proud of you. Oh, but yeah, then it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, wait. But I, at the same time, this is like nice. Like, you know. <laughs> it's the simple things to be present to, you know, that, yeah. that, you're, that you remember. That's, that's, really, that's really good. It's really good. We're getting to that point where it's like, we'll probably like our children again when they have grandchildren. That's probably. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true. We love our kids. We love our boys. Nah, we love our I daughter. Hear you, I hear you. But, you know, she, our, you know, Emily, third year of, of uni, man. I mean, she's a junior in college yeah. and, and, uh, she's, but Crazy. she's, she's, she's close by here. So it's easy for her, but she, awesome. she still likes to come home. She still, she wants wow. to come home. She wants to see the family. She wants to see the cats, you know, kind of settle and center in and, and it's, and mm. not everybody, not every parent gets that. Not every, you know, totally. parent of a college student, young adult gets to be around their student, except for maybe holidays or if they right. decide that they want to come home or need to do laundry or eat. And I think Emily, I mean, I know Emily likes being around us for other reasons than that, but yeah, man, it's different sure. seasons, different yeah. seasons with our kid, with our kids. That's what this podcast is really all about is about parenting. Awesome. That's what it's really going to be about. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm all about it. I love it. <laughs> it's interesting. Like it was, it was, it was pretty hard. Like I'm, I'm mama's boy or growing up. My probably, my siblings probably still say I still am. Yeah. The wife would probably still say it also. But um, <laughs> when I was studying music, I traveled like it was like a, I don't know, hour 20 from our house. And so I'd go back and forth and come on weekends or stay down or, but at, at large, I'd be away for like maybe a week, two weeks. And when I first left, you know, culturally Samoans, you could, you could never leave home sometimes until you're like, till you get married or, you know, till you move overseas or, you know, something really good comes along, but it's so natural for us to do everything together as a family, you know? Mm. And so I remember leaving on my first day of uni, just mom in tears on the driveway saying goodbye. And, and my, here's my white mate next to me goes, man, 
<laughs> like I could tell he was trying to be nice, but he was just like, oh, it's pretty hard, eh, for for your mum." <laughs> but he's probably cut thinking, the cord, "Cut the cord." Yeah, yeah, he's like probably like, "Dude, you're 18, man. Like, you know, <laughs> and you're gonna be back in five days." But yeah, it's 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 so interesting when I think about my own boys. You know, it's like I don't even want to think about the day that they leave or the day yeah. they move away. But you know, I just have faith. That I'm like, nah, I'll be, I'll be a good dad. I won't be attached, <laughs> or at least not show it. <laughs> Man, it's growing, growing seasons for everybody. But I, mm. I think it's also a good thing too. I, I mean, I noticed with Emily and and also with Parker. You know, he's a he's year twelve. He's a senior this year. Um, just that independence Crazy. that begins to develop and manifest right. more. Um, that's that's a really good thing. That's that's mm. a good thing that that they're ready to get out and go and like experience life. And, and you know, Emily had told us, um, Hey, look, if the university doesn't open its campus again for me to move back into the dorms, I'm going to be moving out and moving in with some friends because right, I right. just, I just need that. Oh man, that's good. Um, talk to me about uh, what, what being a part of the Nazarene church means to you. Mm. Oh, that's a big question. I mean, I, a lot of answers pop to mind, but um, I'd say, well, it's easy, I was going to say it's easier to sound cheesy and, you know, Wesleyan, but the fact that, you know, like the character of God as love is like at the forefront or at the core of it all yeah. um, for me is like not just attracting, but it's, it's what's really shaped me over the years. And, um, and as much as, as much as it's easy for me to, you know, get mad at the church and you know still obviously we can get frustrated just because people are people but we're we're quickly reminded of like man you know it's god's love that will heal us and and mold us and help us to forgive those and you know give ourselves grace and so i'd say um yeah what it means for me to be in the church of the nazarene is to be be in a place of love you know a place of um a place of grace but not not cheap grace or not cheap love where you know, all things go or all things are forgiven. But um, yeah, just having that, just that heart of like, you know, we could be, we could do life or we could believe in a God that at the forefront is love. And obviously for me, it's always been that, you know, everybody wants love and needs love and desires for it, even if they don't admit it. And, you know, we look around and it's always that thing, one of many things that the world needs and, and misses and so um yeah that that would be my first answer but yeah a few things popped to mind but long story short or short story long that that's what i'd say awesome man thank you sorry it's a bit cheesy but yeah no it's not cheesy at all i mean <laughs> well you know what <clears throat> if sharing our hearts is cheesy then like let's let's slice it let's like let's do that <laughs> let's get I, let's get some gluten happening yeah yeah get yeah some dairy vibes hmm Shout out to our vegan friends and sponsors out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're both Nazarene pastors kids. Yeah, that's and, right. We and are too. A, I think, you know, there's, there's a connection with that, but it's also a very diverse experience, even if, whether it's across the street or across the world. Mm. Um, but when I think about being a part of the Nazarene church, I, because you asked and I'm going to share. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Tell me what it's like for you yeah. to be in the Nazarene church. Thank you, Chang. I would love to share. It's, this is, 
look, I didn't have a choice of what family I was born into. Well, my parents right. did. None, none of us do. And then yeah. you grow up and you think that's, you think that this is just what everybody does and it's normal. And then you have different right. experiences and then you got to come to a point in life mm-hmm. and processing and faith of like, okay, is this just my parents and what I've been taught and told to do and believe, or is this, is this, right? is this mine? Am I going to grow in this faith? Am I going to, ch- am I going to choose this, this path? in Christ. And, and so I have this, I just have this underlying gratefulness of, um, this is the faith that's nurtured me. Yeah. And and every amazing opportunity that I've had has come from, I think first and foremost, following Christ. But secondly, that pathways happened through, um, the church of the Nazarene and the different people that I've had the opportunity to meet and the networks across the world. I mean, this podcast is, is the, is the fruit of that, of following Jesus and networking and having this, you know, global missional church that believes in, in not just getting people in, but going to people and being and living and living among. And I, I really, uh, I'm really grateful for that. I've really benefited from that as, as, a person um in my mm. global perspective and worldview and and being a relational person um, yeah. just continuing friendships and everything so that that's part of what being an ad, aside from mm. you know theology right doctrine dogma or just yeah. you know whatever whatever thing you know people would would say it's right it's i don't know i see it as a as a gift from the lord and and it's very yeah. highly relational for me so I was just thinking, well, two things. I, yeah, you said it's the place that's, you know, carried you, birthed you in a way and, you know, nurtured you. And so true for me. Um, but I was thinking about the, there was a night that we were together here, well, at NTC for LDI. I don't know if you remember. And um, you were here for LDI, right? Yeah. It's you. I'm thinking of, yeah, yeah. No, and was, I, got I think up. it was the first one. The first LDI, right. yeah. Yeah, and I got up and I like was just bawling my eyes and just sharing my heartache. Um, well, I guess sharing my love for like, oh, how something like this was amazing. Like, you know, the LDI, the concept. I was like, man, this is exactly what I needed. And I was like, you know, I've wanted to leave the Church of the Nazarene so many times, but for some reason, I'm still here. And I don't yeah, yeah. know why. And I just remember being in tears and then like, you know, going through that. And then I think, yeah, it was we might've gone to Mecca's or something afterwards. And that was, you said a similar thing to me, you know, from, you're like, Oh, from what I hear you saying, you know, you know, the church has always been there or like, you know, carried you, nurtured you. I can't remember the exact words, but it was along those lines. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's true. Like the amount of times people were like, dude, why are you still there, man? I was like, man, this is my home, bro. Like if yeah. I wanted to leave, I would have. And for some reason I could never make that definite decision to, you know what? I should, but never felt that. Yeah. I, I really think that, that my critique and criticalness of the church or leadership or how we do things or whatever, I, I really believe that comes from a place of genuine care and I'm responsible for how I think about that and what I dwell on and, and what I contribute towards. And if I'm going to be a part of change from the inside or the outside or not Mm. care anymore or whatever. Because I, you know, I heard something, um, a podcast I was listening to yesterday, this guy said, and it's overly simplistic in, in some sense, but I think really deep on another. He said, there's two parts to the Christian life. The first part where things, 
seem to be going pretty great and it's really working right. for you and it's awesome and you're just, just glad to be a part of it. Mm. And then a part where you get to where you start asking questions, you realize that everybody isn't perfect and actually right. the church is filled up with a whole lot of messed up people and sure. things just aren't right. And, yeah. and how you respond to that. Right. And I thought, totally. yeah, so because, yeah. But, but then there's some point where that those, those two begin to kind of overlap and they, right. they're, they, yeah. they kind of, they kind of dance in and out of each other. And I yeah. think, I think that there's people that get stuck in either mm, one where they right, just pretend right. like everything's perfect when it's not, or right. because something's imperfect, everything's jacked and it's all messed up and I don't want anything to do with it. And, and they, and then you'll see them like jump from church to church or like, yeah, no, I totally or walk agree. away from the faith or, or just yeah. say they don't believe in any of that. But it really comes down to when people say they've left the church guaranteed, probably from our mutual experiences, we could say that comes from a bad relational experience they had yeah. with someone yep. or a leader or something that happened that shouldn't have happened. And it was totally, and it yeah. was, it was out of place whether it was meant to be well-intended or not, you know, fill in the details, fill in the story. Yeah. Um, but it always comes down to relationship. Yeah, that's so true. And cause where, with where I'm had to grow in my own life, it's yeah, I was definitely in the early Christianity. It was like, man, church is just a bunch of like, it's just a place that houses hypocrites mm-hmm. as to now. It's just like, actually, it's just a place filled with broken people that need to be healed. And I'm one of them. And, you know, can I be, and I was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the sinner saint thing. Yeah. Maybe we should, that's what we should call a podcast. Holy hypocrites. Man, that's got a nice ring to it. bro. I like (laughs) that. (laughs) And I I was thinking too, man, it'd be just, even just to do an episode on like what, like being like, nazarene pastors kids now turned pastor or like along the lines of that because i reckon that's that's huge like so many people could relate or be interested in i like that you know because like, when you said that before i was like dude i totally forget that we are like we know that we're pastors kids but like you just forget when you think think about it, it's like dude yeah we're actually both nazarene pastors kids like that's crazy like yeah you know? but yeah yeah there's counseling yeah. groups for us we need to find them <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> it <laughs> We, we need help, man. That's good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, tell me about your, your experience with, with uh, NTC, Nazarene Theological mm-hmm. College in Brisbane there, and kind of how, how you ended up going there and, and what that's meant to you. You're back in studies again. Kind of give, yes. give me the story arc. Oh, I don't know if I've ever said this part, but I think you know this. Um, so the whole reason why we moved to Australia um, was so that dad could study at Nazarene Theological, at NTC, at Bible College, where I currently am now. And during that whole process, I'd never wanted or desired to go to Bible College. I mean, I, I thought about it as a young kid, only because I was always cluey and, and um, you know, appreciated, I guess, learning and education and saw the importance of it. Um, and I myself was always intrigued in, you know, the scriptures um, from a young age, I guess, just always being around it. But um, the family had the idea of coming here, studying, dad become a pastor, move back to New Zealand and, you know, pastor a multicultural Polynesian church or if not a Samoan congregation. And then, yeah, came here in 99 and never left. And so 
you know, coming from a pretty strict Samoan household back in the day uh, to, you know, just that old school um, traditional sense of like, you know, not going, like going to the movies was unholy, doing certain things were taboo. And then we come to Australia and the first person to invite us to the movies was the principal of the Bible college. It was the oldest, <laughs> the Bruce Order. And so a lot of us even Good old Bruce. Here, yeah, it was so good. So even, and we used to joke about it, like myself and my older sister, like when mom and dad used to say things, because, you know, you, you build a kind of a, I don't know, you build this experience of like when, when your parents say something, you're like, oh, they're, they're just saying that. Like, and so a lot of the times they'd be like, oh, no, you can't go to, we, no, we don't go to the movies because of this and that. And obviously being young kids, we'd always like, you know, just push, push and be like, why? But why? It doesn't make sense. Right. And part of the joke was like, oh, where's the scripture? Show us the verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and so, um, yeah, so I had that initial connection and my first ever friend was um, Mitchell Older, you know, uh, son of a pastor, son of, a, of the principal um, at the time. And so, yeah, we lived on campus and then dad ended up pastoring in Australia and still currently does. And then, um, yeah, kind of moved away from the college and then kind of came back, went to, I went to study music after high school, always had a passion for it, loved performing, loved writing songs. And then uh, had the hope to become a music teacher and then finished off my music degree and then went to apply for my music uh, teaching degree or just, um, I guess, high school teaching, um, but then decided, no, you know what, I want to go to Bible college. And so I instead of pursuing what I had set my mind to for like four years of becoming a music teacher, um, yeah, just felt a nudging to go to Bible college. And there was a lot of relationships that I had, I guess, established over the years that kind of meant a lot uh, for my life and shaped the way that I kind of grew up in the church. Um, just, yeah, only realizing that, I guess, in hindsight. But um, yeah, I went to do music purely because I wanted to be the best musician and believed it was Oh, and still do believe it's a big part of of my life and calling and and then in the same sense I was like well you know if I want to be the best musician and do that and experience all that I can and take any opportunity then I want to be the best Christian I can be and you know what I really feel like I need to study the word of God a lot deeper and you know I was always intrigued by talking to people in Bible studies or just everyday you know my best mates to this day are like if they're not Christians they're you know Muslims or atheists um agnostics and we had amazing conversations and it just edged me more to like oh i, I need to do more study myself and but I, I used to get so much out of those conversations and and then even amongst christians you know i'd try to talk to them but this was before college i tried to talk to them it's like oh so what do you think about the trinity or what do you actually think about the incarnation and a lot of the times they just didn't have much to say and i was like come on like you know <laughs> or like what do you actually think about you know um, women preachers and like what verses do you take from and why would you take it that view and blah 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 and so I, I was just always of that mindset um growing up and so obviously you can't just have that random conversation with somebody you just met at sunday school at your local church <laughs> and so i was like you know what i need to go to bible college and i want to and you were part of that process as well you know we we took that photo before i went there and you were like hey this is this is a graduate and then our mate as a this is current study and then it was me you're like oh this is the future and i was just like yeah and uh yeah it was true it was definitely the the kenny wade prophecy so <laughs> that's a first and it probably last uh is that is that the picture that's me that's like the three of us yeah Aaron so i hadn't 
I, yeah, the, I hadn't had enrolled or anything at that stage. Yeah, so. Yeah, but the, is that the one that's on the NTC for yourself Instagram? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I remember taking that picture and everything, but I don't remember like being cheeky with yeah. about going to school. I probably was, you know. Nah, whatever yeah, yeah. whatever I'm doing, I'm 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 hardcore into it and trying to get everybody else involved into it too. You know, it's, ah, it's, good, it's kind man. of it's kind of annoying, but it's just the way that it is. So yeah, that's just the way it is. Oh, thank you. Shout out to our sponsors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but could be very easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, what what are you what are you doing these days? Um as far as like um just like making making a living. Yeah, um, sure. What you you're you're doing stuff with NTC again now. Um kind of kind of give a, a snapshot of of the poaching clan and what's mm. what's going on. So it's interesting. So I one of the reasons why I didn't pursue my teaching degree was because I started gigging and I started doing weddings, playing in pubs, playing in clubs, playing in different environments that I never thought I would have the opportunity um, thanks to music. And I saw kind of, yeah, just that massive space for, I guess, the church in general to be at, but for myself specifically also. Uh, so that became a, a great part of um, what made the dosh for myself or, or moolah. And at the time I graduated and I was still working at McDonald's like, and so I graduated my music degree and I was doing gigs uh, and I'll, and, and also working yeah, at McDonald's flipping burgers, which is where I met my wife. Um, is it really? Emily, so yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. I mean, cause that's where, that's where Aaron and, and yeah. So that's, Ash met that, too, that's right? what, that's well, what drew at, us all together. At Hungry Jack's though. Well, yeah, there, but it's interesting because when we moved to the college, we like actually got to know them properly. Well, Aaron. And so, cause we, we had all, always known of each other and did ministry together from afar, you know, from church to church, crossover youth stuff, but never really established an actual friendship or relationship. And, you know, I used, I used to tell him all the time when we got really close and now he's like a best friend. Well, he is a best friend and Oh, he's my best friend. I should say he's my best friend. Sorry, as if you're listening. You're my best friend, man. You're, you're my chingle chingle, as they say in Korea. But it's funny because I used to oh, say whoa, to him when whoa, we got whoa, whoa. close. Well, there's a lot that happened right there. We'll have to come back to it sometime. <laughs> so it's funny. I used to say to him, like, dude, you know, I never really liked you. <laughs> oh, shoot. No, I'm not like that. But I was like, man, I just never thought you were like, I just, you were like, oh, here comes Aaron, the holy of holies. Oh, hail, <laughs> oh, hail King Aaron. Like, oh, during, no. you know, when I was, you know, when I was young and doing, when we were doing youth stuff and he's like, oh, that's so funny. And I was like, nah, but you know why? It's because we're the exact same dude. Like, oh, it's it was like, a mirror for you. You were looking yeah, in the mirror, yeah? Pretty much. And it was just so interesting. And so now we're like, we're just so tight. And um, yeah, so. That's scary uh, for your wives. I would just say that. It really is because they, they are also very similar. They're very different, but they're also very similar. And the fact that they're both white Australians is not the only reason <laughs> before people say, oh, it's because they're both white Australians, mate. But um, <laughs> it's more than that, more than that. And so, yeah, so I, I right now I'm obviously not gigging it really at all. Um, so I managed to pick up some NDIS work, which is through like the National Disability uh, services yeah. and I do like one-on-one -on -one music mentoring I do music workshops for like disadvantaged youth but also just for schools and motivational speaking so even with that because I really felt um, drawn to do teaching because I, I really love teaching whether it was in Sunday school youth growing up but 
um, you know, we fast forward. I'm not a high school music teacher, but I'm still teaching and, and I'm doing what I thought I, well, I'm doing what I want, always wanted to do just in the way that I didn't think I could do it. Right. And so yeah, yeah. that's pretty much at the moment what, what, um, yeah, what pays the bills and yeah, each of those things I'm really passionate for. And yeah, at times I'll do programs at juvenile detention centers and just, yeah, music is just such an amazing art form that translates into so many different fields of life. And so, yeah, I've been very thankful for that. And then obviously with the church, um, yeah, as a youth pastor, young adults pastor, associate pastor, whatever. But just a, just a young guy, just just a a youth pastor that doesn't want to be a pastor, but knows that he's called to pastor people in all walks of life. <laughs> okay, what what voice is that? Who, 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 are, you, who are you mocking right now? I don't even know, man. I feel like I'm mocking I'm mocking my seven year old self. Just think, looking back <laughs> on my life. <laughs> It's chained back to the future. <laughs> I love it. Love it. So, oh, but you're, you're sorry. I stay. went around. I went long there. I love it. No, it's it's what we need. It's what we all really <laughs> want. It's what we it's what we crave in our lives. Uh, you're at NTC right now. Yes, you're, you're in studies right now. Talk talk to me about that. Tell me. Yeah. So on. I I had put my studies on hold straight after. So I I think I did like two years or two and a half years, and then I put it on hold because I was doing youth work at the time doing a bit of resi care or residential care uh, for those that don't know it's where you go sleep at a house full of you know at risk kids sometimes high risk uh, dealing with heavy you know mental health issues and coming in and out of homelessness um, whatever it may be and so wow man so I put that on hold I put college on hold because I wanted to get my cert for my certificate in just youth work and I did that. Well, I put it on hold and I never finished it because then I decided halfway through to go on The Voice and do all sorts of things. And that little never thing that you that. did that one time yeah. on national television. <laughs> that one time, you know, I didn't want to look back and think what could be, what could have been Chang. So I went and did it. <laughs> did we just travel to the future again. I love, I love traveling to the future with you. And just side <laughs> side note here, um, you and I have talked about The Voice before, and I've actually like piped you in live yes. to talk to some different oh uh, yes that's right things. yeah but we you and i are going to need to do an episode where i just ask yeah, you a bunch of nosy totally. right I, I just get a i get a sticky beak about what's going on with nah, the, man for with, sure with, with the voice because i i think that's there's a there's a lot of really cool things that are just about how chang follows jesus and mm. how you lived life and who you connected with through that process and just the flow yeah. of it that I think, that I, that I think are the gems of that experience, mm-hmm. where people would look at somebody on stage that they know, and somebody right. who made it to the quarterfinals of The yeah. Voice Australia and was robbed by all the, the <laughs> teeny bopper girls because they picked that one other white, cute Australian kinda, Justin Bieber, no, nah. kind of okay, kind of mixologist DJ, whatever that guy was. Oh yeah, that yeah yeah. Did, did he become a big deal? Like is or is or is it kind of faded? Oh, I'd say it's faded, but I mean, he, he, he grew an audience and he, he managed to get into his own kind of niche uh, because of it, which I think he's grateful for. And he, he deserves it in a way because he's, whatever he does, he's, he's good at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, he's a really nice guy. I feel bad for him. Well, I don't in the end because he won. But during the whole season, myself and another Samoan guy would just just being typical someone's joking around with each other and be like, dude, you can't even sing, man. And you look at you like, you're, 
and and because he was short, we just yeah picked short jokes as well, and just and then he turned around and won. So we're like, ah, oh, there you go, jokes on you us. Just you just as as my son Parker would say, you just discriminated against him, man. <laughs> discriminated. Yeah, man. Pretty pretty much. So okay, then, so you you're working cert four with right. the music thing, but didn't didn't quite finish that, or did finish that? No, nah, I didn't quite finish that, and even tried to redo it during COVID and. Um, yeah, never did that. So back to square one, I was like, you know what? I've always needed to go back to finish my um, NTC studies. The you started the bachelor's. Yeah, oh, master's. I started a master's thanks to the Bachelor of Music. And I was advised oh, that... Oh, okay. You, are, you ha- already had a bachelor's, so you're qualified to continue on with the master's. I got you. Yeah. Got and you. But I had intended to just do a uh, bachelor's. But yeah, I was advised that like, oh, dude, you may as well just do a master's and bachelors like it wouldn't be much different and knowing what i knew they were like oh they, they just kind of encouraged it and i, I mean i think i did but yeah so now i'm back there now finishing it off and at one subject at a time because as many people know that know me well is i'm a beautiful learner but i'm, a, I'm the worst student when it comes to um handing in things <laughs> which <laughs> i'm 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 not great with details but I'll, i mean i'll tell you the details but if you want me to write about it in a few thousand words or well, hey we can let's have a chat over coffee or something, yeah, but yeah. you know, <laughs> you want me to put it to paper and then think about punctuation, grammar, and then, you know, come on now, sources and footnotes and come unnecessary, on, man. Unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like John Wesley didn't have to do this stuff. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, so I'm thankful to be back. I'm currently doing um, Christian ethics. And so, yeah, and really enjoying that. Right on. Right on. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, yep the the long way around here but wrap still, it up father christmas had had headed up headed that direction anyway <laughs> um so who who's one nazarene person or leader anywhere on on the planet and i want to say living like they need to be they, they need to be somebody that we could actually go and be with right now mm. but who's who's somebody you'd like to be around more you'd like to hear more you'd like to have coffee with them you'd like to just spend some time with them is there anybody that comes to mind? Well, I'd, I'd probably say Rob, Rob Fringer. Like he's, I haven't seen him much lately, but he's one that's always, um, oh, there's so many people, but yeah. But Rob, yeah, Rob is the first one, man. Tell, tell us why. To, tell yeah, us who oh. and, and why. So yeah, Rob, Rob was, uh, yeah, he was the first kind of American Nazarene that I got close with and still to this day. And uh, he, he originally moved over to, to be a lecturer at the Bible college and we just got along like super good. And, you know, we'd talk, talk about everything. We had so many things that we, we loved together, whether it was, you know, fried chicken or chicken wings, Buffalo wings, whatever it may be, or burgers, (laughs) or just talking about everyday life. And a lot of what we shared just really resonated with me and his experience. And just, I guess, admired his story also, but yeah, he was, he was, um, always always looked at him as a mentor um even though we started off just you know getting to know each other as friends and then it just yeah kind of grew more and more and um yeah he became the principal he's currently the principal now at the bible college and yeah he's just a really good friend but like just beyond that like um yeah he's he's been so encouraging over the years for myself and also for and my wife and um for my family but i just yeah really appreciate his heart for for people and for the church and specifically for for the church of the nazarene and um yeah uh, so 
yeah, like I said, there, there's a, definitely a few people that come to mind. But yeah, he was the first that sprung. So got to go with the first that comes to mind, man. But um, yeah. yeah, love love me some Robbie, which you'll hate me bringing up. But that's his that's his birth name. For those that don't know, it's Robbie, not Rob or Robert. It's Robbie on the piece of paper. You heard it here, folks. But Inside please don't refer to. Please don't tell him that, or don't tell him I said that. That's quite, it's it's out, man. It's happening. It's going viral. Oh, Kenny, why did you tell everyone that, man? Well, you know, you didn't tell me to edit it out, so that's what happened. <laughs> that's what edited out. <laughs> Rob, Rob is. I'm not editing it out. I'm not going to. You've, you've asked me to, and I've denied the request. So sorry. <laughs> but no, Rob's. Rob's. He's legit. I love yeah, that guy, he's, man. He's solid, and um. Yeah, he's he's yeah. He was the first person uh, in the church. Oh, I feel like yeah, one, definitely one of the first people. But like, if not the first, he was one of the first that that I could share with as a mentor, but also as a friend. Like, and the same way that I, you know, you got your mates and then you got your boys and you can share everything with your boys and then yeah. you got your mentors and you're like, oh, I want to share everything, but I'll always feel like I can't fully share everything. And there's always that. Well, for me, there was always that kind of like, you know, respect the person that's mentoring you, and still that kind of uh, nervousness to fully share, knowing that they will never judge you for it. But just you know, for your own sake of like, oh man, but I, I want to, I want, I want to let them know that I'm doing all right, you know. But yeah. I, oh, I just stuffed up again, you know. But um, yeah, he was definitely the first where I kind of um, broke the two and realized that you know it's actually possible to to do that with your mentors and so yeah he's been one of those and yeah still still to this day happily share everything with him my go-to person i know if i just called him up out of the blue he'd just yeah he will always be there thing i found with those friendships that i that i have um with those mentors in my life that when when we do that when we when we choose to be vulnerable like that 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 as it turns out we're reverse mentoring them mm. and, and they gain, they gain just as much by the time that they've invested into us. And we're going, man, this is really one way. Like, it's just me kind of sharing and like mm. crying on their shoulder or, you know, need to get straightened out about something and going to them. Um, but they will say, no, this, this friendship is just as important to me. And, and, and mm. you as a, as a younger person and younger leader are, are reverse mentoring me. And that's always, I, I don't want to speak for Rob, but no. I know his heart a little bit. And yeah. I know, I know he's, he kind of, he kind of, you know, he kind of works that way. Mm. And um, yeah, those sometimes, you know, I hear people go, yeah, you know, I, I want some mentoring friendship or, or I, you know, I need that in my life, but I'm not sure how to do that. I don't know who would do it. And the people I want right. to, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bug them or whatever. And so this is, this is what I've learned as a mentee. And mm. I, and I, and I tell people, cause you asked. And so I'm just going to project right. this on you anyway. Man, tell me about it. But yeah, I... I will. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> one, if, if you want a mentoring relationship in your life, like mm. you have to pursue it. Don't wait right. for a mentor to find you. Totally. And don't, you don't need to go to him and be like, I want you to be my mentor. I mean, you can, right. but it's better just to be like, can we have coffee? And if you yeah. feel like that's going to work, just keep having coffee mm. and, and then leverage that for what you need in, in that mentoring relationship. Because when you have a yeah. teachable spirit, they're going to see that and want to invest. Um, yeah. And two, there's never a really good time to meet with somebody that you really want to meet with. Mm. So it's never a bad time to contact them and you just keep contacting right. until it works out. Because if you don't, it's not going to happen. Mm. And as a mentee, it's on me. It's not on my mentor. 
Like I can't wait for my, one of the things mentees need to learn, I, I feel like is um, lesson number one, it's up to you to contact your mentor. Don't wait for them. Cause you're going to be disappointed yeah, and it's your fault. That's, that's yeah. my, that's my opinion. That's it. No, I like that. Yeah, man. Um, so, okay. Let's, let's fully wrap this up. I want to hear, um, I want to hear about a workout that you're doing or mm. a book that you're reading or a podcast that, that you keep coming back to, or just something that you feel like is here's a great, kind of holistic resource it doesn't have to touch on everything but just kind of pick one mm. thing be like hey right. this is re- this is really helpful this is really life-giving for me right now and i think other people should check it out yeah well oh, it's hard yeah there's a few things I'd, I'll, I'll say my crossfit family um it's really you know obviously I, I often tell the kids that i share life with or you know our youth that you know it's so important to find your own outlet and even though music can seem like that for myself like it's it's also work and so sometimes it can overlap and not always be stress free or as relaxing but for yeah one thing for me that i always feel eases that pressure is yeah my crossfit fam and um just the community around it um and it's my my wife does it also and we both work out together when we can um depending on who can watch the boys. But yeah, just having that, a good friend, Kenny once told me, uh, you know, it's, it's physical tithe. And I really love that imagery and just that the heart behind that. Cause you know, it really is. We often think, you know, our spiritual growth comes from certain things, but yeah, when it, when you look at it holistically, it's like, man, um, you gain so much when you get, when you gains, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get, there's so much like to that. gain. Yeah. The, I just, but I was just thinking like, yeah, there, there is so much to gain when, when you grow in every aspect of your life. And it, it sounds so like, well, duh, but right. it's, it's, it, it's also a reality of like, well, if you're not growing in this, where are you growing? Cause you're all, we're always growing in one area or not, whether we realize it or not. And sometimes we're growing in the wrong things. And so, mm. um, my fit fam, uh, at F4L engage at, at our local box, as we call it, definitely been the greatest thing for me. So yeah, exercise wise guys, obviously you can do different things, but for me, yeah, my CrossFit fam. Awesome. I need to hear that, man. I'm nursing an injury. Mm, and then uh, we got we got all this and so it's been hard to work out this week and and uh we've got all this how you deal with that because that can be pretty depressing as well well i mean i i've got a really good base and i've been on a really good run over over you know many many weeks and literally literally. yeah 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 literally (laughs) yeah that was funny i didn't know it um but so you know it's like it's it's okay but it's, you know, nice. I worked out Monday, just kind of a lifting thing, but I'm missing, I'm missing the running, but it's a bone spur thing. And, and mm, um, right. I did a long run on Saturday and it kind of got aggravated. So I think I just need to dial back the mileage, even though I don't want to right. mm, on some more bike. That's hard. You know, it's adapting, it's obstacles. It's, right. I, that's, that's one of the things that I've, I've really, that's really helped me with like the obstacle course racing stuff that I've gotten into that's led to CrossFit type training and some other yeah. things that applies to life though is we're going to encounter all kinds of obstacles and you got to figure out how to adapt. You know, I told, I told Parker the other day um, after watching a video where this guy, it was, you know, he'd lost his legs and he was like lifting and stuff and, and just, he was working his upper body. Mm. I was like, look, if I lose my legs or arm, if something, whatever happens, right. I'm going to do 
whatever I can yeah. of whatever I'm capable of doing right. to treat myself as a whole person and, and try to What's be What's that called? That's called something. Hey, that particular style of work out of training. I'm pretty Which sure. One? Like, um, yeah, for those that like adaptive athlete stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a name for it. Fully but awesome? I, yeah. I don't know. Is it nah, fully, that's fully, fully awesomeness. Is it like being a beast beast training? Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> Just yeah, being the bomb.com. Unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, mate, it's good spending some time with you. My family's going to get along in the morning. My wife's going to leave for work here pretty soon and interrupt us with the garage door opening as I'm out here in the outback getting human. Come on, man. The, car. the garage, man. If you don't have a man cave or a, you know, a, a man shed, the garage is your, is your man. Is, it is. You know, the it really second. Is. It's my little, I got my little Spartan shrine in here. I actually have like, <laughs> I actually have like rings and ropes and like handles <laughs> hanging from the ceiling that I can like practice. Oh on. man. Yeah. I just That's look at good. them mostly. I don't really practice on them. I just look at them. But they're pretty good. They're pretty good. It's, it's like, good. it's like, it's like when I used to have assignments due like in a few days time and I'd go places like, Oh, I'll just take my laptop. Cause I'm going to work on it. Yeah, yeah. But I just look at it and like, Hey man, it's like, yeah. the, it's I, like at least I brought the laptop, the sports trip or the school trip. And like, I'm going to get a lot of reading done. I'm going to get a lot yeah. of, yeah, I'm just going to get a lot of things done that I need to on this trip. And you just talk the whole time and eat junk food, and like, have a great time. And then it's stressed, you know, but yeah. So yeah. did you get your assignment done or did you get much reading done? Oh yeah. Made a lot of good connections. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Some strong relationships. Productive, productive in different ways. So yeah. <laughs> no, but man, well, let's, let's, let's connect again, share with the folks and let's be thinking about people that we want to, awesome. we want to bring into the conversation, conversations we want to have and, and definitely got to get yeah andre as um danielle on this i don't know they they should it should be easy if it's i mean it, i can't say that too because i should i always used to say things like this like oh if it's easy for us to do it should be yeah. easy for anyone because realistically it should be but i guess if people don't want to do it or if people don't see it as the same way we do then it's not well, then be the it'll same, be just but, me and you and that's the way that it is but i appreciate right, your your I appreciate your partnership in it and like, and like giving it a go. I just want to, I want, I want people um, to know about NTC Brisbane here in the U S yeah. so you work, you work your time zones and I'll work my time zones and we'll meet awesome. in the middle and, and we'll, we'll share the love. Oh, I love it, brother. <laughs> Always sharing the love. Cheers, my bro. Cheers, mate. All right. Catch up.